Chapter 29. Bradley was too excited to sleep. Mrs. Ebel will be so surprised, he thought. She'll tell the whole class. Only one person got 100%. Bradley. But there were so many things that could still go wrong. What if I lose it on the way to school? He worried. What if Jeff and his friends steal it? Twice during the night, he got out of bed to make sure it was safely folded inside his arithmetic book. What if I did the wrong page? He was no longer sure whether Mrs. Evel had said page 43 or page 62. He tried to remember exactly what she said to him. He sat up in horror. She never said it was arithmetic homework. Mrs. Eppel had just said a page number. She never said what book. She could have meant his history or language or any of his other books. He lay back down and trembled. His tears wet his pillow. He got out of bed early in the morning, checked to see if his homework was still there, then quickly got ready and left for school without eating breakfast. On the way, he stopped to make sure he still had his homework. As he opened his book, the paper fell onto the sidewalk, right next to a puddle of water. He stared at it, horrified by what he had almost done, then quickly picked it up and placed it back in his book. He held the book tightly shut the rest of the way to school. He was one of the first ones there. He had to wait for the doors to open. He kept on the lookout for Jeff and his gang. He stood with his back to the school wall so they couldn't sneak up behind him. He saw Andy. He thought Andy had seen him too, but if he had, he didn't do anything about it. When the doors opened, he was the first one in Mrs. Eppel's class. He sat at his desk, last seat, last row, and waited. As the other kids came in, he saw them put sheets of paper on Mrs. Eppel's desk. He wondered if that was their homework. He now had a new worry. He didn't know how he was supposed to turn in his homework. Jeff entered, placed a piece of paper on the pile on top of Mrs. Eppel's desk, then came toward the back of the room. It must be his homework, thought Bradley. What else could it be? Sean, he said aloud. The girl who sat in front of Jeff turned around. Are you supposed to put your homework on Mrs. Eppel's desk? Don't tell me what to do, Bradley, Sean snapped. Or Shanae snapped. You worry about your homework and I'll worry about mine, okay? She turned back around. It was almost time for school to start. What if I have to put it on her desk before the bell rings or it doesn't count? He fumbled through his book for his homework, stood up, then headed for Mrs. Ebel's desk. He became more nervous with each step he took. His mouth was dry and he had trouble breathing. He could hardly see where he was going. He felt like he was going to faint. Mrs. Ebel's desk seemed so far away. It was like he was looking at it through the wrong end of a telescope. His heart pounded and his homework rattled in his head, hand. Somewhere he made it to her desk, or somehow he made it to her desk and tried to focus on the sheets of paper the other kids had put there. It looked like arithmetic homework, 
page 43. But instead of feeling better, he felt worse, like he was going to explode. Do you want something, Bradley? asked Mrs. Ebel. He looked at his homework, shaking in his hand. Then he tore it in half and dropped it in the waste paper basket next to Mrs. Ebel's desk. He instantly felt better. His head cleared and his breathing returned to normal. His heart stopped pounding. He walked back to his desk, took a deep breath, exhaled, and sat down. He folded his arms on his desktop and lay his head down sideways across them. He felt sad, but relieved as he gazed at the gold stars. Chapter 30. Bradley remained in his seat after everyone else had gone out to recess. He walked to Mrs. Ebel's desk. She was sorting papers. Mrs. Ebel, he said timidly, may I use the hall pass? I have to see the counselor. She looked up. Please? Normally, Mrs. Ebel would never allow Bradley Chalkers loose in the halls, but something about the way he asked must have changed her mind. All right, Bradley, she said, then caught herself. But if you're bad, you'll never be allowed in the halls of this school again. Thank you. He took the hall pass off the hook behind her desk and headed out the door. You're welcome, Mrs. Ebel said to herself. He knocked on the door to Carla's office. How nice to see you today, Bradley, she greeted him. I appreciate your coming to see me. He shook her hand. Then they sat around the, um, around the round table. She was wearing the shirt with the squiggles on it. It was the one she wore the first time he saw her. But he liked it, but not as much as the one with the mice. I did my homework last night, he said. Carla beamed. I'm so proud of... I ripped it up. What? I ripped it up. I brought it to school, and I was just about to put it on Mrs. Ebel's desk. But then I ripped it up. Why did, Carla started to ask. Why did I rip it up? He asked her first. I don't know. Why did you? He shrugged. She shrugged. They both giggled. I was afraid you'd be mad, Bradley said when he stopped giggling. Carla shook her head. You did your homework. That's the important thing. I'm so very proud of you, Bradley Chalkers. I'm going to do all my homework from now on he promised. That's wonderful. But what if I keep ripping it up? He asked. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. I don't think I wanted to rip it up today. The main thing is that you did it and you learned some things by doing it, didn't you? What of means, said Bradley? What of means, Carla repeated. Times, said Bradley. She stared at him baffled. Oh, right, she said, as it all suddenly connected for her. Okay, so even though you ripped up your homework, you still remember what you learned. You didn't rip up your memory. And when Mrs. Ebel gives the next arithmetic test, you'll know how to answer the questions. If they don't change the rules, said Bradley, what rules? Like, what if they decide to make of means subtraction. They won't change the rules, Carla assured him. 
whoever they are. But what if I rip up my test too, he asked. Carla looked at him as if he was being silly. Has Mrs. Ebel given you any homework for tomorrow, she asked. Tomorrow's Saturday. Okay, for Monday? No, we never have homework over the weekend. He spoke like an expert, like he'd been doing homework for years. But we have a book report due next week. Only, only what? I don't have a book, and Mrs. Wilcott won't let me check out any from the library. Well, let's see, said Carla. Do you think you might know somebody else who might let you borrow a book? Think hard now. Proudly looked around at all the books in her office. May I borrow one of yours? He asked. Please, I won't scribble in it. Carla walked around the table, then picked out a book from a stack on top of one of her bookcases. It's my favorite, she said as she gave it to Bradley. He read the title and laughed. My parents didn't steal an elephant by Uriah C. Lasso? He opened to page one and read the first sentence. I hate tomato juice. He thought that was a funny sentence to start a book. He continued reading. Every morning, Aunt Ruth gives me a glass of tomato juice. And every morning, I tell her I hate it. Fine, dumpling, she always says. Don't drink it. She calls me dumpling. Uncle Boris calls me cornflake. They're crazy. One of these days, I'm afraid they're going to try to eat me. He glanced up at Carla, then returned to the book. My parents are in jail. They got arrested for stealing an elephant from the circus. Only they didn't do it. If they stole an elephant, I'd know about it, wouldn't I? I mean, if your parents stole an elephant, don't you think you'd know about it? I think the elephant just ran away. Her master was always mean to her. He whipped her and made her do stupid tricks. My parents used to complain about, what, about that a lot. That's why everybody thinks they stole her. So anyway, that's why I have to live with my crazy Aunt Ruth and Uncle Boris. If you ask me, they belong in the circus. They're crazy. Uncle Boris always smokes a cigar. It just hangs out of the corner of his mouth. Whenever he kisses my aunt, he swings the cigar out of the way with his tongue and kisses her out of the side of his mouth. I bet you think Aunt Ruth doesn't like it when he kisses her that way. Wrong. She always laughs when he does. Sometimes she smokes a cigar, too. I told you they were crazy. Look, even smokes, or he even smokes his cigar while he's drinking tomato juice. The bell rang. Bradley was amazed by how quickly the time had passed. Do you want to have lunch together again? He asked. I'm sorry, I'm having lunch with the president of the school board, said Carla. I'd much rather eat lunch with you. He didn't mind too much. At least he had her book to read. They shook hands. Then he walked back to class. He placed the hall pass on the hook and took his seat. He knew he'd write a good book report because he had such a good book to read. I just hope I don't rip it up. Chapter 31. What you doing, Bradley? asked Ronnie. He's reading, Bartholomew replied nastily. He says he doesn't want to be disturbed. He thinks he's too good for us now that he does his homework. 
Oh, be quiet and let him read if that's what he wants to do, said Ronnie. Thanks, Ronnie, said Bradley. I knew you'd understand. I knew you'd understand, mimicked Bartholomew. Ronnie understood. She knew about Carla. Bradley returned to his book. Uncle Boris and Aunt Ruth are married. I bet you thought you already knew that, except you're not as smart as you think you are. There, they were my uncle and aunt even before they got married. Uncle Boris is my brother's, or is my mother's brother, and Aunt Ruth is my father's sister. They didn't even know each other until my parents got arrested for stealing the elephant. Then they both came here to take care of me. Ha! They fell in love and got married a week later. It was sickening. You're lucky you weren't here. I've been cheated out of an aunt and an uncle. If they had each married somebody else, then I'd have two aunts and two uncles. Now I only have one aunt and one uncle. I wonder what happened to the aunt and uncle I don't have. I wonder if they married each other too. Bradley looked up. He tried to make sense out of that last paragraph. It made him think. A lot of parts in the book made him think. That was one of the things he liked about it. It made him think about his father, too, about why the man who shot him wasn't in jail. There was a knock on the door. His mother entered, holding a piece of paper. Oh, you're reading, she said. That's good. It's a good book, he replied. I just got this letter from the Concerned Parents Organization, she said. They're going to be... There's going to be some sort of meeting about Miss Davis, your counselor. Bradley's heart fluttered. It says if I have any complaints, I should come to the meeting. She shrugged her shoulders. I don't think I have any complaints. She seems to be helping you. Do you have any complaints? Oh, no. He, he doesn't have any complaints, Claudia laughed, coming in behind her mother. He's in love with her. I heard him say it to his animals. What? Bradley exclaimed in a very high voice. Claudia snickered. Look, Mom, he's blushing. That proves he loves her. Bradley wished he could crawl under his bed and hide. It doesn't prove anything, said Mrs. Chalkers. Quit teasing your brother. Where'd you get the book, Bradley? Claudia asked, like she already knew the answer. His heart was beating very fast. Carla gave it to me? Carla gave it to him, Claudia repeated. Well, I don't care where he got the book, said Mrs. Chalkers. I'm just happy to see he's reading it. The only reason he's reading is because he's in love with his teacher, said Claudia. She's not my teacher. She's my counselor, said Bradley. Claudia roared with laughter. His mother laughed, too, but she quickly covered her mouth. I didn't say I was in love with her, Bradley insisted. We were just talking about my counselor, not my teacher. That's all. Are you going to let him marry her, Mom? asked Claudia. Mrs. Chalkers smiled. Well, I don't know. She seems like a very lovely girl. Bradley felt like he was going to die. His sister was hysterical. So you don't have any complaints about Miss Davis? His mother asked seriously, getting back to the letter. She's okay, 
he said without emotion. Claudia snickered. Well then, I won't go to the meeting, said his mother. Come on, let's leave your brother alone. The Concerned Parents Organization never likes anything, said Claudia. They're always causing trouble at my school, too. They want to turn kids into robots. Bradley watched his sister and mother walk out of his room and shut the door behind them. He lay down on his bed. His face was on fire. So I love her? What's wrong with that? Nothing, said Ronnie. They just don't understand about love. The door opened again. Claudia stuck her face inside and said, if the Concerned Parents Organization ever found out Carla kissed you, she'd be fired for sure.